Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chum. Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. And I am Jeff Randall. And joining us again what? for day two in a row. Where'd you come from? <laughs> we got Keith Wynn back. Uh, that's me. I'm here. <laughs> Thanks for coming on again, Keith. Da, 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 that's hey, off me. days are great. I, I like having off days from work, so this is something fun I can do instead. Yeah. yeah. We have had bad weather here in Alabama, and we got uh, an off day for almost everyone. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think this was just your scheduled off day. Yeah, anyway. uh, that's you generally, out. That's oh, really I'm how sorry. it works. It's just like, oh, here's your off day, but it's gonna, you know, rain, snow. <laughs> There's gonna be tornadoes rain, everywhere, fire, and you can't go do anything. Fire fun. raining from the sky. You know. <laughs> so anything that you might have been planning to do, you're still not gonna get to do, even if you're off today. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> sorry, See you tomorrow. <laughs> you're like, well, I can sleep for 14 hours. So you know, that's I've been wanting a, to do that's that. That's not a bad off day. I, you know, that, that's normal. <laughs> Average. I love, I love a good. Uh, when I've had like a bunch of shows in a row, and I've had a lot of load in, load outs, and like just long music weekend, I seriously will sleep for fourteen hours. Whew. Like it's not even a joke. I will like pass out. I go to sleep on like whatever Sunday afternoon, and just like wake up like two days later. It's just insane. <laughs> You're like what day <laughs> is it? What it? it's like a like I sleep a double night. Like I sleep a yep. s- almost <laughs> two, two nights hour, worth two yeah. eight hour night. Stumble through a park. There's people wearing clothes you've never seen before. <laughs> find the newspaper in the trash can. Oh my god! <laughs> Anybody watching Walking Dead? Pull a sword oh, out of fine. your stomach. <laughs> you guys watching Walking Dead right now? Not right now. Uh, no. They just met a culture. They just met a group of people who have kind of established their own little thing, their own little community culture. Yeah. But they don't talk regular English. They talk like... Okay, so you know how you watch like a like a movie and it's like a nuclear holocaust has happened and it's been like 300 years and they find a culture that's like speaking in like two word sentences and they're like... Re, they're like... Society's gone away and they're like... They can barely speak because it's been so long. Right. They just met a culture on The Walking Dead that's doing that. <laughs> but it's been like two years. <laughs> it's been like two... According to the lore, it's been like two or three years of this show that they've been going on. Although Carl's aged seven years, but we'll, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> it's beside the point. Sorry. Not to, not to harp on a completely different universe, but that's almost unforgivable for me. It's like... 
culture that's three years into the zombie apocalypse. They've all just decided to give up their language skills. <laughs> and they're all like, we can do without language skills. <laughs> but they're still together. It's not like they're they've been you alone. You it's don't a lose whole your community. sense of community. It's a whole community that's just decided to talk weird. In the middle of <laughs> Virginia or something. <laughs> Really strange, really stupid. Okay, team building exercise. Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys, we're gonna speak in two, no more than three words per sentence, and then we've got to learn how to communicate. It's like communication exercise. No more than you said. No more than two words per sentence. <laughs> sure. Ah, shit. <laughs> All I ever say. They're here. Right. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Ah, shit. Wait, do contractions count as? Sweet That's one word, right? That's one word. Sweet Christmas. Yeah. So it's like Sweet cheating. Christmas. <laughs> yes. Oh man. Speaking of, we didn't mention it yesterday, but she used Sweet Christmas again in this episode. Yeah, Claire has been using Sweet Christmas like constantly, and I love it. It's great. Uh, Sweet Christmas. It worked. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So, what we're covering today is just Iron Fist feedback episodes one through ten. What you guys have said about it, and it took us forever to get to this point. Sorry it's taken so long, so we're going to do more of it in this episode and then knock out the rest of it later after we finish the season. Um, but do you want to just get right down to it, Matt? I do. Okay, so first up, <clears throat> here we go. Let me get my reading voice on. <laughs> I'm going to put on my reading voice like a mask. Right, right, right. I'm going to wear my voice like a mask. Get on with it. Okay, sorry. I was making an Iron Fist joke. <laughs> Randy said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, hashtag Iron Fist, Rotten Tomatoes score, critics, 36 reviews, 17%, dot, 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 audience, 1,937 votes, 88%. I guess Randy's just pointing out the disparity between the two because audience yeah. members like it more than critics. And yeah. I guess this is one of those points where the uh, the actor is right. It's not for the critics. Right. It's for Which, the fans. I will say, I mean, I have been critical of the show, too. Uh, I think generally an audience has a higher likelihood to say they like something yeah. than critics do. Because if you're watching it, you probably like it. If you care enough to go rate it, you probably like it. Yeah. Um, and we have a tendency to just like things because we have invested the time into them. Like, right. I've invested the time. I'm going to... Right. It was fine. It was fine. And also, the way that Rotten Tomatoes ranks its stuff, it's like, as long as you give it, like, a C, it's counted in the, in the fresh category or whatever. Um, so, like, critics are just much more likely to give something a D <laughs> right. than uh, an audience member. Right. It's like you said, they're, they're less invested... I yeah. don't, I don't they're know. more invested in critiquing it, honestly. Right. They're, they're yeah. actually invested in me, like, but, but, ooh, I can tear this shit down. <laughs> right. Also, they were only given six episodes to critique. True. That's true. That's true. The first and, six. And the fans want to see more, so they're 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 gonna like it and be enthused about it because they also know more's coming and things like that. So I I tend to be more <laughs> binary with that. Do I like it or do I not like it? I'm just gonna like it. Like I don't give a score per se. Right. Right. So like that's probably how a lot more people are too. I, I don't. I'm probably not alone. Yeah. I in think that there's aspect. like a thumbs up and a thumbs yeah. down. Like, did you like it or not? Kind right. of thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna take a lot for me to right hit that. You know, did not like button. Nah. <laughs> like like <laughs> like you're it, you're literally just gonna have to kill everybody on the show except for like I don't know. There's I don't a, know. There was a movie this year that killed almost everybody, and I thought it was really good. <laughs> huh? Huh? What movie was that? Um, you can think of it. We went to see it together. What did we go see together? <laughs> oh, God. 
Moving on. I feel offended. I'm sorry. All right. So what's this next uh, piece of feedback? Next up, Nathan M. Nathan M. Mr. At Wobbly Boots 85. <laughs> I love that name. <laughs> That's a real good Twitter name. <laughs> he said to his head Twitter, uh, at MCUcast, the reason Ward told that reporter about the drug at cost was so that the front page wasn't about him mentally institutionalized. Hmm, that's an interesting take. Yeah, control the news, control the flow of of what um, what's coming out, so that you control your image. Right, it's going to be a much bigger, much bigger impact story to say, oh yeah, yeah, everybody gets this for basically nothing. But you know, we're gonna we're gonna let you know about the billionaire that was you know you set that to the side, you know. <laughs> he's, he's, he was only a little bit institutionalized. It took yeah what seventy two hours. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, so you ever hold. Which uh, is where Ward is right now, which is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. Turn that on him. <laughs> I, I know how this works. <laughs> I know about the 72-hour holding period. Yeah, and you're going to diagnose me with something and keep me forever. Uh, all right, next up. Superhero Ethics, at Superhero Ethics, said, at MCU Cast, Matt. I'm with you. First step of hashtag Iron Fist hasn't grabbed me. I don't know or care about Danny's motivations, which is a bad sign. Mm-hmm. Well, it took more than the first episode to get you interested. It shouldn't have, but it did. It did. Uh, it, it, but it, it did take me almost ten episodes to get interested, so... <laughs> <laughs> you just don't care about I Iron mean, Fist like I do. <laughs> I, I care because it's Marvel. Right. And, and that's a problem. Like, I want to care... You care about the brand rather than the character? Yeah, and that's a problem. That's fair. That's fair. That's just for me, though. I, I'm, I'm getting there, though. It's, I think the show is going to lead to good things, and I think he's going to be a great defender. But. <laughs> but. They haven't, they haven't, this show was not enough for me to care. Like, it, we talk about it all the time. Marvel's done a great job of almost every franchise that starts. Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk. You watch that first movie, and you're like... I'm invested in that character. You know, like, that character I care about. Okay, maybe not the Hulk. Um, (laughs) But... Well, it's the Incredible Hulk. Which Hulk, though? Yeah. Yeah. That does make a difference. The MCU Hulk. The MCU Hulk. Okay. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Yeah, but then they changed him. Like, in the next movie he was featured in. Like, that's not... That's not like a... uh, Terrence Howard to... um, Don Cheadle. Don Cheadle transition... Like of a side character that gets like this is this is a leading dude. Yeah, this is a hero. Yeah, I mean technically War Machine is also a hero. He's on the Avengers, but yeah, you just saying that because they're black. No, I'm not saying that all black people look alike. I'm saying that you can't say that all Hulks look alike. <laughs> they're all green though. <laughs> that doesn't matter. What the hell? <laughs> anyway. Omar Almalia said to us on Facebook, Iron Fist, and then a fist emoji, which is kind of funny. Uh, episode one, opinion. First of all, I liked it. Another Marvel great. He, he did all caps Marvel. Um, but I have two issues. I know it's a TV budget and not a movie, but the scenes where he jumps over the cab and jump into his slash Joy's home were not composited seamlessly. It's like the cut around Danny was too crisp and felt out of place. I am willing to let it go because of its TV effects, but Daredevil didn't have this problem. Also, the opening graphic looks awesome as always, but I was thinking all these brush strokes would eventually form the dragon emblem. Feels like a missed opportunity. Peace and love, guys. My sister's getting married today, so no binging for me. Also, the shirt designs will have to wait a bit, but I've got some ideas already. Sweet. Christmas. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) 
You know, I, I think I also mentioned that uh, it's a missed opportunity for the brush strokes to form the, uh, the dragon symbol. Yeah. yeah, I think I was kind of expecting that too. Not like I can see that. <laughs> Looking in back on it, I'm just yeah. I, I'm mad. <laughs> I'm mad now. Yeah, there's uh, there's there's there, there, there's that it was definitely a missed opportunity because it, it just it just seems like the thing. I mean, it's like in the first episode of um, or in the in the crawl or the credits for daredevil you have that blood dripping down yeah and eventually it forms that statue or whatever yeah it forms the daredevil yeah or it, it, forms it pours daredevil. over daredevil yeah yeah is what it looks like exactly yeah. anyway uh matthew ryan cronin said to us on twitter feel like y'all are giving iron fist way too much credit uh imo it was not good first <laughs> misstep marvel has had i was still hopeful back back i think when you when you sent that i'm i'm with you though it hasn't been great you know I feel like the first misstep that Marvel has had was Iron Man 3 with the Mandarin. Iron Man 3 is my favorite. It's great. And a lot of people feel like Thor The Dark World was not good. So opinions differ. Sure. I'll say that much. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Hewing said to us on Facebook, what if The Defenders is all about the court hearing of Luke Cage? Matt Murdock is the lawyer. Jessica Jones is the private investigator, Luke Cage is the defendant, and Danny Rand is the guy who bankrolls the defense of his friend. Now that makes sense. Jessica, Jessica has been taking pictures and stuff of Luke Cage for quite a while now and was involved yeah. with his uh, his girlfriend. Who? Yeah, yeah. I love this idea um, that James has. <laughs> it's like... It's not even a superhero show. <laughs> well, they it's call like, it they call it the defenders because he's the public defender. The defender. <laughs> <laughs> because they're 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 defending Luke Cage. Like, yeah. It's just a defense. It's like <laughs> it has nothing to do with defending against the hand. And Sigourney Weaver is not even like a villain. She's just the she's judge. Just a prosecutor. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, she's a prosecutor for they're like just in Georgia in a courtroom and it's like a it's like a thirteen hour courtroom drama or whatever. It's gonna be eight episodes. No one. Okay, eight. eight I'm still sorry, thirteen eight, hours though. Yeah, <laughs> thirteen hour courtroom drama where like they never use one super ability. Yeah, there's no powers used at all. Just like uh, he doesn't even he didn't not even the cool stuff where Daredevil's like trying to see if people people are lying. He's just just they don't even touch on it. There's, yeah. there's even precedent. We had the whole Punisher trial. So like yeah, yeah. They've, they've got experience in this kind of show. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love the Punisher. They've trial. already made this kind of show. They right. just did it with the Punisher. Right. Now let's put more heroes in. <laughs> That'll totally work. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Bill Taylor said to us on our blog, After episode two, I'm loving this show. I sort of get the critics that call it slow, which is exactly what I was worried about when he went into the asylum, plus it being an origin story, but I love how they're doing it. When you read comics, you don't usually get to be lucky enough to jump on at the origin point. You just start reading and piece it together as you go, and that's what we're doing here, and it's great. We're following Danny in the now, yet every time he tells his story, more comes out. It feels like we know nothing yet. We already have, or I'm sorry, we know nothing yet. We've already been told about Kunlun, the Crane Mother, the Dad's involvement in the Hand. Pretty much everyone knows he's Danny. They tell us he's the only one to eliminate the Hand. Uh, for a show that can, on one hand, seem like nothing has happened, so much has been revealed, and I think that's the stuff most critics probably weren't picking up on when giving this show a negative review. That's fair. Maybe. Maybe. You know, it's it's easy to say that a couple of episodes into it. Um, being as far as we are, like, we kind of see, like, oh, no, they were just really going slow. 
in those first few, and now they're yeah. finally picking it up. And like, I hate to be negative about it because I do like the show a lot. Yeah, we're, um, we're here because we're a fan cast. We're not here to criticize at all. Right. Uh, we're just being honest about our feelings about the show. So. Yeah, that's fair. And that's fine. Uh, but I uh, I think he's right that they definitely are revealing more than it seems like they're revealing, maybe. And like They're revealing more than the events that are taking place. It's not like an origin story where they're just like point by point telling the origin Yeah, it's not like, character. this is Danny Rand. He's ten years old. And he's on a plane. Now, now that's crashed. Now that we're on ten episodes in, I kind of wish they had just told me an origin story in the first episode where they were like, this is Danny Rand. This is the hand. There's two, ver- two, <laughs> like, I kind of wish I knew who, uh, Bakudo and Davos. No, and, like, some of this no, stuff, not Bakudo. Maybe not in the first episode, but like, I wish this has all happened in the first three episodes. Like, I feel like they've done in three episodes what they could have done in one episode most of the time. Like the whole Danny coming back and them having to convince Convince everyone that he's Danny, and the whole uh, um, mental institution thing. I was like, I just, I, I could have left it out. I could have left the whole thing out. Yeah, I, I kind of like what they were. It seemed like they were going for the whole like, well, how would how would it sound from a normal person? You know, sure. Somebody jumps in and oh yeah, I've been training at this monastery that doesn't exist anywhere on you earth. You can't get and, to it from here. And, and I have and I have special powers and it's yeah. Okay, it's we're gonna like, put you okay, in a house. Sure. But then, but then it kind of strains the credibility a little bit when you've got a world where there's been alien invasions. Yeah, and yeah, and human <laughs> stuff. That's like, very true. Like this is not the craziest Magic thing that's hammer. happened. Yeah, like this like, is not the craziest like, thing you've like, caught me doing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get it. Tying it back to the first movie. I like it. Good job. Like, I like to quote Iron Man one whenever possible on this cast, just because it's always tying into that first movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just take it right on back. <laughs> All right, uh, Omar Amali said to us later, Iron Fist fist emoji uh mid episode four i guess he didn't finish all of it before he had to talk about it uh when wendell meets him i think he uh i think he means harold because you did the same thing i did <laughs> he said harold when, when meacham tells danny if anybody hears about him being alive they'll be eliminated i rewound <laughs> it back and realized he said eliminated <laughs> but now i can't think of any other design hand lemonade <laughs> No, wait, I did have another design. A press conference with Danny saying, I am the Iron Fist, a la Tony Stark. <laughs> I don't get the pacing problem. Having Wendell Force Ward to go public with Danny was pretty hasty. I thought it would be dealt with at least at episode six or by the finale. I'm loving it so far. Peace and love. So yeah, actually, to, to go back, I thought, I thought they said laminated. Like I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking we're just going to make ID cards for everybody and lanyards and everything like that. Okay, sure. yeah, you can't that, get in without actually, a lanyard. Yeah, that actually doesn't seem so bad. Like, <laughs> Pat Oswalt would be proud. Yeah, it's just like, hey, everybody, Harold, Harold is here. Can I have Harold's here? Can I have my to badge? Laminate you. <laughs> can I have my badge now? <laughs> Harold's in. Can we get into the playground now? I, was, I really want that shield facility. I was a part of this. Um, this. Uh, it's like a. Uh, youth service project thing back in like 2003 and um, <laughs> this guy got a little stir crazy he'd been working on this project for like 13 weeks and so different group of like 10th graders in every week to build houses for the homeless and stuff um, and he had gone a little stir crazy 
and they had a laminator in the office, and he started laminating all kinds of things in the office, <laughs> just everything he could laminate, and then he would post them around the building, and then signed them El Laminator. <laughs> And uh, and like he just had little catchphrases and he'd just be like like write some I can't even remember any of the catchphrases but he'd write the catchphrase and be like eliminator <laughs> and he'd be like and he even I mean he started like laminating like he laminated a full cheesesteak we were in Philly and he laminated like a full size cheesesteak just sent it through the little rollers and like flattened it out and laminated it it was pretty great it's a waste of a cheesesteak I know. <laughs> That, that poor cheesesteak. Eliminator. Eliminator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Next up, Yoda Hughes said to us on Twitter, at MCU Cast, Iron Fist episode four, spoiler. Is that a Karen Page reference by the reporter? Hashtag Iron Fist. It yeah. was, in fact. I actually liked it. Uh, I, uh, I, she's the... She's on the front page, so she's actually she must be doing really good if she's able to make front page headlines. Yeah, I, I mean, thought that was like, interesting, too. It's in her name. Yeah. Yeah, she's just page, yeah. page, page. Karen Page. Yeah, I got, I got that. <laughs> yes, Karen Front Page. They just call her Karen Front Page. They just call her Front. That's her middle name. Yeah, hey, what's up, Front? Name, middle name's Front. <laughs> what's your name, Karen F Page? What does F stand for? Front. Ooh. What? Bam. <laughs> Shots fired, you guys. Uh, let's see. Brian Murphy said to us on Twitter, Adam's Ucast, for such a great show, I can't believe how many bad reviews Iron Fist had. I haven't seen the last episode yet, but how pumped are you for the Defenders? Very pumped. A, a little bit. Exceptionally little bit. pumped. August 18th, looking forward to that day. It's going to be the best day ever. <laughs> Jeffrey James said to us on Facebook, Iron Fist episode four spoilers. Gee, guys, I'm not sure you entirely understand the concept of at cost. In business, costs include manufacturing costs, sales costs, marketing costs, salaries, office rental, taxes, etc., etc. Selling the product at cost would be without a profit margin above and beyond those costs. Ward plan include or bleh, Ward's plan included $45 of profit per pill. Danny's plan would merely have had each pay for itself. Yes, Ward did say $5 to make, but no executive would bring up manufacturing costs as the important number in a project review meeting, because the difference between $5 and $50 is only meaningful when all the costs are amortized to create the Delta $45. Did Danny realize this distinction? I think so, because he specifically said that it was wrong to make profit in this situation. I, uh... I do understand all of those things, and I totally get it if you agree with Danny in the situation, but I just didn't. <laughs> um, well, I mean, that's what they said. This is just how business is. Like, it's they're like, not well, they're, they're not trying to exploit people who and I in. and I and I you know talking. Talk, I didn't even think they should like uh, sell it for fifty dollars. I thought that was a little greedy. I just was like, just sell it for six dollars a pill. Or whatever, like yeah. Some some there there there's a, there's a place for profit. I you I, still my, have to fund further research. I took the exception, right. and there's other there's other people that comment on the same thing. Uh, I took the exception with saying that profit is evil. Like I, it's just a thing in TV all the time where people yeah. are like they're making a profit. They're like yeah, that's why people go into yeah, business, that's, and that's, that's the reason for businesses being created. And that's why this that's why this pill that saves all these lives exists. Because they can make a profit off of it. Uh, that's why these... Who else is going to make the pill if not someone who can 
they don't have to be as greedy as they're being. I'm not saying that's good, but if they're not going to make some profit off of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear I hear that kind of stuff all the time at, at my job. Like, oh, this is going up, isn't it? Well, well yeah, we, we have to, it costs us more to get it here, so it's going to cost more for us to sell it because we want to keep the same profit so that we can continue to improve things. <laughs> like, that's kind of just mm-hmm. how business works. And, yeah, I, I think that they... I, I kind of wanted them to explain that kind of thing to Danny. Like, I feel like if they'd taken the time to let him know, hey, this will help us fund further research to help more people. Well, they they specifically said, like, this will, you know, go to fund more research. They did say that in the episode. Oh, they did? And okay. then, yeah. like, and I was like... He followed up right behind it, though, with a, and do pretty good for our profit margin. Like, you didn't need to add that. Yeah, that's, that's You didn't where need you, to add that, yeah, Dick. That was Lawrence. Like, Lawrence yeah. deserves it now. Yeah, that's, no. where, you screwed, that's where you screwed it up. <laughs> That's, it's just your fault. It's your fault, Lawrence. You brought this on our heads. You didn't have to talk about it. Okay. Uh, next up, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, listening to Pod for Episode 4, I understand that the company can't sell every drug at cost, but they could certainly take the hit on one. Totally agree. It's, Agreed. It is possible. And and must say, I'm, I'm, again, I never said it was bad for them to do this or Danny to give away the one drug. It's just... I felt like it, they didn't discuss it in a way that made just making profit is an evil. <laughs> they didn't discuss it in a logical kind of way. They were just like, "Oh, you're making a line in the sand on your first day. You, you, you jerk. We well, hate you now." Danny says in the episode, and, and this is fine. If this was, if this is the line they want to draw, he's like, "We'll make our money elsewhere. Uh, it's not right to make money off of people's lives." Yeah. It's not right to profit from the misery of others. Sure. It's wrong. That's and, what he said. So, like... But in a way, anything you do is profiting... Like, if you're, you... Anything you sell to someone, you're selling it to them because it improves their life. Whether it's food, whether it's shelter, whether it's... Sure, like, there's exceptions. Drugs, obviously, <laughs> being one. Um, I was like, the heroin ladies would tell you different. Uh, but... Well, and even the, even the people buying it think that's improving their lives. You're, sell, you're selling them something that they want. Feels like the and in this case, time. you're selling them something they can't go without. Which yeah. is it, it, so that's not a good reason to gouge someone. Which is why, again, forty five dollars too much profit. Cut it down. But, <laughs> but it's still not evil to make profit. I don't know. They can, I wish they'd just been in a negotiation. Oh, Danny, I see your point. How about we sell it for ten dollars a pill? Yeah, and he's, yeah. Meet them halfway. Like, yeah, like, 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 like negotiate. Like we we've got all day. We're we've got meet. This is what are we doing today? This is our meeting. This, <laughs> we're here to discuss this very thing. Yeah, I wouldn't have minded it either if they had been like, Danny, do you know what else we do to make profit? Like you say, we can make our profit elsewhere. Do you know what other things that we do? Because I don't think you do. That just turns the rest of the series into corporate meetings, which yes. which is a great lead up into the uh, the, 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 uh, the trial, the trial and yeah. defenders, uh, yeah, the public defenders. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, Levi said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, I'm on episode 5 of Iron Fist and it's really shaping up to be great. Storyline and characters are great. Cool. Matt didn't I think like so. to hear I like I like it when people are enjoying it. There's definitely a differencing of differences out this there. This has been a very polarizing series. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean like we're reading these feedbacks and like every other one is I love this and I hate this and I love this. Uh, by the way, I hate this. <laughs> It's like, all right, well, this is all over the place. It, it, it's it almost it's like almost like the show fits the theme. the The show itself fits the theme of the show, like it's very meta. Like it doesn't 
doesn't seem to fit in anywhere. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like it wants to be all the things. It wants to be a kung fu show, but it can't be because it's got to do these corporate meetings. But it can't stick around at the corporate meetings long enough because it's got to go do kung fu things yeah. and be a hero <laughs> right. to the people in the streets. Yeah, you, you can't go like. Is Lawrence going to put up a fight with the Iron Fist? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah. That'd be really funny to watch, though. <laughs> you can't just do that. And he just, like, punches him in the chest. He turns out, to be, turns out to be Bullseye, grabs his, his expensive whoa! pin. Whoa! <laughs> it's just like, whoa, plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye can't show up in Iron Fist. He's a Daredevil villain. <laughs> All right, uh, Jeffrey James said to us uh, on Facebook, Iron Fist episode five spoilers. Well, I'm definitely enjoying the series. But this episode had some sloppy writing. Specifically, the bullet goes through two doors, one steel, and hits a car windshield. Not sure that's going to happen. More important, after Danny blasts the door of the container open, how does he know who's driving the car? All you'd be able to see would be the headlights, right? On the plus side, there was definitely a... Or, I'm sorry, there was a definite Buffy callback. Is this a date? No! Do you want it to be a date? Buffy <laughs> slash Spike. Nice. I didn't catch the Buffy callback. You? Of all people? I know. I feel ashamed of myself. You should. How dare you? <laughs> I do agree, though. The, the bullet in, uh, in Colleen's windshield... Or, well, the, the windshield of the car that Colleen stole after just brutally checking that guy with her knees. Not really brutal, but still, it was really intense. I don't think that that bullet would have made it to her to her window. Especially, well, it, it might have tinked against her window, like, oh, that was a rock. But it wouldn't have, like, put a hole through it. It it, it went through a wooden door, a, a steel, like, container on a container ship kind of door, which probably would have stopped it, to be honest. And then, what, another 30, 40 feet, and then hit her windshield. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. A little, no, little bit of artistic heavy. license with the physics there. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe it's just that the MCU just doesn't have the same set of physics. Hammer bullets. Hammer tech. Yeah, it was hammer tech bullets. Yeah, gotcha. And we're just going to put that mm-hmm. in every gun ever yeah. now. Yeah. Totally. I mean, you know, they did they did mention, you know, so once once this technology gets out here on the floor or gets out here in the real world and yeah. everybody's going to have it. Yep. You can't just let people have it or else it's going to go everywhere. Now everyone has AIDS. Come on. <laughs> is that what we're, is that the is that not the reference we're supposed to be making? So what did Sherman have to say? <laughs> <laughs> Sherman Smith said to his Iron Fist episodes one through five. I love the way Danny keeps referencing that the Meacham brother has always been a dick. The tradition of multifaceted villains continues beautifully in this series. All the Meachams have their own demons and motivations. It's true. It's mm-hmm. very true. It's true. It, it is true. I I keep wondering if Joy is going to be ha- like really show her demons. Like she has them. She she has daddy issues, and, and like they keep kind of coming out. And she has like a drive to to be like. Um, successful in business that could deem unhealthy depending on how she takes it so i don't know they, they i wonder if she's gonna end up with an with t- taking a turn toward the evil i guess <laughs> what if she just becomes okay with everything that her dad does and is just like yeah let's keep doing that let's do more of that yeah what well, makes sense if she missed him enough then she may just 
be so grateful to see him that she doesn't ever question anything that he does. Oh, yeah. Well, it's oddly, so in the episode we just watched, she is the one trying to blackmail people, and he's like, no, 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 you don't want to do that, because you want to do this honestly, so that you can... Yeah, you're going to answer questions under oath, probably. Yeah. Mm. It'd be really weird, though, if, like, because when when uh, Kabuto showed up at... uh, Makuto? Sorry. Kabuto. Not the Pokemon. No. It's not a Pokemon. Um, Bakuto. When Bakuto showed up at Harold's, uh, at his table, and he's like, please sit, eat. I don't mind. Like, what if something like that happened, but in reverse, it was Bakuto sitting at the table, and then Joy shows up, and it's like, no, no, please, sit, eat. I don't mind. Everything that was Harold's is now mine. You're doing business with me now. Like, the, he gets that flip, and he's like, whoa, hold up. I said these words <laughs> to somebody. I said these words to your dad. You can't just do this. There's somebody we have to eliminate. Her name is Joy Meacham. <laughs> Daniel Plum said to us on Twitter, Adam, you cast hashtag Iron Fist episode six. That tournament was amazing. I really hope we get to actually see Kunlun and maybe even Shao Lao in the flashbacks. I hope so, too. And this episode we just finished, episode 10, uh, it sounds like they might be heading back there. Yeah, we might actually get to see Kunlun. Or it could just be that Davos walks off and leaves him there because he's a jerk. Nathaniel Muzzy said to us on Facebook, Iron Fist episodes one through six, feedback slash spoilers. He did good. He was going to do a first half and then a second half, and we kind of dropped the ball on that one. Sorry, Nathaniel, that's our bad. Um, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. This was a slog, and I'm a dyed-in-the-wool fanboy. It wasn't completely devoid of merit, but there wasn't a lot for me to love. Major issues at this point in time for me. I absolutely do not care about 90% of the characters. Danny feels boring at his best, and his character just seems to be made up of personality quirk of the episodes. Uh, a few episodes, he seems like, I'm a Zen master, but I have anger issues. And then, he's a fish out of water who's driven by his training but can't fit into society. Then he's a living weapon but struggles to come to terms with what that means. It would be fine if he was all three of those at once, but it feels like he just shifts episode to episode. Totally agree with that. All of that about uh, about Danny, I just completely agree with you. Thank he, you, Anthony. He's just very much a he's like a child. Like he's that's what I keep going back to. He is that he is he has that arrested development of like his parents died when he was ten, so he just turned off growing up. He he yeah. is what everybody says he is, rather than making up his own mind. Yeah. He is he's the Iron Fist. He has he has to you know kill the hand. But See, but is are you really Danny like? And I think that's what he's. I think that's what we're getting to now. And after watching episode ten, I think we're getting to the the arc of Danny is that he's being pulled in every direction. The hand wants him to be this. Kunlun wants him to be this. Davos wants him to be this. Colleen wants him to be this. Claire wants him to be this. Like everybody has things they want him to be, and he's going to have to figure out who he is, uh, who he wants him to be, and what that means. And and. That could be interesting, but I just don't don't feel like they settled into that until just now in like episode ten. Right. Some of the uh, some of the promotional materials for Iron Fist, whenever it uh, whenever it was being was who is Danny Rand? Was who is Danny Rand? That's true. Yeah. If you think about it, not as like a who the hell is this guy, but more like a he's finding himself kind of thing. It makes more sense. He's asking the question. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that I think that's very much what the show is trying to do, but I don't think they made that clear until now. Yeah, right. they're, they they took a while to actually clue us all into what they're trying to tell us. Well, yeah. I guess... It was like they maybe were we were up, just too dumb. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, the Meacham siblings' storylines are so boring slash cliche that I caught myself rolling my eyes when Ward got high because, of course, because he's every businessman bad guy from every movie ever. <laughs> I know they're supposed to be unlikable, but everything they've done has felt telegraphed. It feels inevitable that the sister will be the major baddie by the end. Totally agree. Ward, Ward is a villain. Daniel's hitting all cylinders here. Ward is a villain from the wrong genre. Yeah, right. he's very genre savvy, but he's in the wrong show. He's, he's, he's wrong genre savvy. Right. I, I'm, I'm stealing these terms, but... That's fine. But That's fine. I'm, we're just going to assume that everybody listening has not heard them. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harold Meacham kind of disappears in episode six, but I just felt like I should be more intrigued, but he felt so mustache twirly. He does a bit. I, except that he does seem to have a general, genuine love for his children, at least early on in the show. At, at least joy. At least joy. Maybe not Ward as much. Yeah. Maybe neither one of them. I think, like... He had, Hell, he, I thought he liked Kyle. Yeah, I thought he liked Kyle, too. I think he did. He yeah. did, said, and that's said, why he had to kill him. They said he kills the ones closest to him first, uh, yep. First, which he immediately killed Kyle, which I thought was funny because... He's closer to Kyle than either of his children. Well, yeah. Makes sense, though. He's there every yeah, day, Kyle, all day. Yeah, I was about yeah. to say, that's the exact same thing. Kyle's there all the time and does <laughs> everything for him. Yep. yep. Of course they would kind poor of come Kyle. close. Yeah. Maybe Kyle. maybe it's it's more literal than we thought. Like, <laughs> they destroy the person directly to their left first. <laughs> <laughs> they, get out, they get out of tape measures. Yep. Who's closer? Oh, I'm killing you. Oh, you're so dead. <laughs> Uh, he's, he continues, This show is retconning or creating problematic continuity. In Daredevil, Nobu leads the hand, and Madame Gao leads her own group. Daredevil even sought her advice in Season 2 for dealing with the hand. Now she leads them? Did I miss something? Do I just not remember? Last time I checked, the hand wasn't concerned with the heroin trade, just buying up the land for Dark Sky. Uh, let's see. By combining the hand and the immortal weapons, they make both worse, not better, and it feels choppy. Speaking of choppy, the fight cinematography and, sla- and choreography is so full of jump cuts that it's borderline uninteresting. It's like the, every f- Iron Fist fight was filmed one punch at a time. Uh, before we go too much further, I wanted to okay. talk about, he talks about the hand and Madame Gao. I think at this point where we are, we're obviously seeing it from further in the future than he saw it. But in episode 10, we're, we're seeing that there are multiple sects of the hand. So yeah. that's, um, that at least, at least that one of these many complaints, um, although we had the same complaints early on, like who is Madame Gao? What's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> what is she actually doing? Who does she really lead? Is she using the hand? She's obviously the crane mother. I'm still not sure if she's part of the hand. Like I still, I'm not totally sure that she... Yeah, she did seem to talk about the hand in episode 10, like, at least um, Bakudo's part, Mm -hmm. as if it were just like, that's the hand, that's what they do. I was just using them, kind of. Like, she seemed to imply, like, the hand is is a separate entity from herself. (sighs) She did. She does seem to imply that. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe maybe two people got their, their ideas of what the relationship was backwards, like... Like she just sees it as a business business partnership, and and they're just like, you're one of us now, <laughs> and, and she's just like, no, that's she's like, that's, we went on one date. Yeah, that's not how this we works. We went on one date. No, <laughs> <laughs> I, I told Nobu I didn't want to see him anymore, and they're like, no, you you met up with him and Fisk, and now we're all in it together. 
here, kill this farmer. Like, what? No. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, let's see. The Iron Fist power seems random. I know in the comics he can do it about once a day, but in this, does he need to get hit? Can he not maintain it? Does he need to be centered? Also, they took away his ability to counteract poison from the comics, but that I can live with. Uh, so many characters that are actually kind of interesting are underserved. Colleen Wing, Claire Temple, and Jerry Hogarth feel like, hey, look who else is in this! <laughs> All caps. <laughs> Luckily, they've addressed the poison thing. They have. I also think that uh, I agree a little bit about Claire and Jerry Hogarth, but I think uh, Colleen's been really good in this. Yeah, Colleen, Colleen is definitely the, the lead. She needs her own show, to be honest. Yeah, I would do like, I would definitely watch a Daughters of the Dragon with her and Misty Knight. Oh, jeez. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. For sure. I almost loved Misty Knight more than Luke. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I loved Misty Knight. Uh, she was awesome. The, 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 the episode where Misty Knight and Claire hang out together, running from bad guys or whatever, was awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> totally great. <laughs> Best. You know, Claire needs her own show, too. We need a Night Nurse series. Yes, yes. Yes. I mean, maybe we could just clip together everything that she's been in so far and just, like, make that her first season. Or, she, no, season zero. She just, opens up a, uh, she just opens up a little, like, dock-in-a-box type shop, and, and, like, every episode is... It's like a medical drama to go, yes. with, our, to go with our legal drama yes. and our business drama. Yeah. It's a medical drama, just, you know... She's house. Right. Exactly. Temple MD. <laughs> yes! That's the name of the show. Actually, wouldn't mind that at all. Like uh, a, a night, like a night nurse show where she like literally is just like receiving hurt good guys and trying to deal with them while yep. like the villains are still it's chasing like some them other down. random hero. Like Squirrel Girl comes rolling in. Like, what did you do? <laughs> so I good. thought you were unbeatable. Speaking of, did you see that news today? Yeah, man, New Warriors. New Warriors is going to be. It's going to be a, a show, show on Freeform. So there's going to be two shows on Freeform. Oh, yeah. Another thing we got to cover, man. I'm excited. It's great. It's great. Uh, let's see. Next up. Or no, not next up. Continuing. Good God. Nathaniel, you write a lot, sir. Nathaniel and gives a real good, solid feedback. And he's right on almost everything. I really he's, like He's got good, solid points. I appreciate his feedback. It's just there's a lot of it. And I was not expecting it, is all. Uh, these episodes feel drawn out. I feel like we spent 20 minutes watching Danny and Colleen sneak up to those trucks with zero tension, just hardcore parkour, and crawling between cable spools. There's like a five-minute scene of Ward just walking and taking an elevator. <laughs> I do feel like there's been a lot of elevator taking on this show. <laughs> well, I mean, that's where that's the corporate side of it. You know, you take a lot of elevators in those tall buildings. Yeah, so just it, trying to be true to life. It represents everybody's opinions. Of the show goes up, it goes down, it goes <laughs> up, it goes down. Ah, <laughs> uh, elevator's not worthy. <laughs> said, I know this is all being nitpicky, but I did the same thing to BVS. This isn't all bad, but just not up to snuff. I liked Colleen Wing, and it seemed like maybe she learned her fight choreography because they don't cut up her fights quite as much. They nailed the look of the Spider-Girl immortal weapon. Claire Temple is still fun. The series has potential to get better. That said, I give it a mid-series grade of meh. <laughs> it would have been forgivable if the action was amazing, but it felt, or I just felt underwhelmed and bored. I honestly would have preferred a bad actor, and I'm not convinced Finn Jones is good, who was a martial artist and could kick butt on screen. Think like Tony Jaa in Ong Bak style to this. Uh, sorry about grammar and typos. It's 3 a.m. and I finished my day one binge. Here's hoping the second half rocks my socks. Yeah. I, great feedback, Nathaniel. 
for real. That was very all-encompassing, and I liked it. <laughs> we didn't even need to do this cast. We just needed to read his feedback. Yeah. We, we didn't <laughs> need to do anything episodes else. Episodes one through six. That was really yep. good. So you just kick me out. We'll get him in. <laughs> well, in he's chair. in, like, Minnesota or something. Yeah, yeah. Details. Semantics. Details. <laughs> just get it done. I don't care what you do, how you do it. Uh, Matthew Ryan Cronin said to us on Facebook, only on episode seven, but does it seem like they've really toned down the showing of the gore in Iron Fist, or is it, or is that just keeping in line with the comic? Um, I don't know about if they've toned down the gore, because, like, past two episodes we've had, uh, we've had Kyle brutally murdered with an ice cream scoop. Well, yeah, he's talking about episode seven, so... Yeah, maybe it just he just hadn't gotten there yet. Yeah. They didn't have as much crazy gore in the beginning as some of the other shows. Yeah, and I like Fisk and the Oh, door. God. Oh. Episode four is the brutalize your face and heads. Didn't we have somebody get brutalized in the face and head on this show? Yeah. Who was it? I don't Kyle? remember. I remember we were talking about... <laughs> we were talking no, episode about four. In episode four, we talked about somebody got their face all messed up. Because I remember talking about it. But it's not coming to me, so let's just move on. Okay. <laughs> We're losing it. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us on Facebook, uh, Iron Fist Episode 8, Danny's naivety is a very interesting character development. He didn't even expect that Brother Meacham murdered his father, which makes sense for his father, or sorry, which makes sense for his character at this stage of his development. You know, at first I thought Sherman was saying like, "Oh, this this new brand new naivety is a uh, yeah interesting development." It's an interesting development. Made him naive. <laughs> like, I do think <laughs> being facetious. I was like, "Ah ha ha, that's funny." No, I think Sherman's being completely uh, uh, on point. What's the opposite of facetious? Uh, sincere. Sincere. Yeah. Sincere. I think he's being sincere here when he says that. But I actually, <laughs> I would say. I think they've made him naive when he want they want the plot needs him to be naive and like super suspicious when he, the plot needs him to be super suspicious. Uh, I just don't feel like Danny has a like if he'd been the naive bumbling guy who'd been fooled a lot, it'd be one thing. But in the same episode, he's like being super naive about uh, one thing, but then he's like super suspicious of Colleen's new friends. Like it just, I don't know. It's just weird. They don't they don't make him a consistent character at all. I'm sorry. That's okay. Not your fault. Sorry, it's not your fault, man. I'll try to write better next time. (laughs) Not your fault. I'll show you the right show. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us again on Facebook: Iron Fist episode nine. Hell of a start. It seems that once you're resurrected, you can't be killed unless someone cuts your head off, Highlander style. (laughs) That's true. There can be only one Harold Meacham. You know, I uh, the entire time he was walking around, or not the entire time, but when he was uh, when he was walking up to the fire hydrant where the kids were playing, and the water was coming out, I was, I was thinking, I was like, just get a mouthful, dude. You got you got some dirt still in your mouth. Like, just get a that mouthful. Was real gross. Wash yeah. that out. Just wash that shit out. It's so gross. That was real, real gross. Like, how how did David Wenham take that for filming? Like, how was he okay with that? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I kind of just wanted the. I kind of just wanted to wash him off myself, just head to toe. Just yeah, just let's just get you cleaned up, buddy. Like, yeah, you got you got you got something on you uh, on all of it. That really was quite a good surprise. Beginning of Meacham waking up. Yeah, with Harold just didn't know just emerging didn't from the swamp. It. Yeah, I was kind of hoping. Um, I was kind of hoping to see Man Thing. Yeah, somebody mentions that. Did they? Here. Yeah, 
No. Or, uh, yeah. We'll get there. Uh, okay, okay. Sherman Smith continues, Iron Fist episode 9. I don't care how old Madame Gao is. Somebody needs to punch this old hag. <laughs> it's true. Yes. What did she say? Something about her in the 1800s this last episode. Oh, yeah, oh, 17th she, century. She, she was uh, uh, interrogated for the entire century or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, you can't that's a tra- long time. I was interrogated for all the half of the 18th century or something like that. Ugh. That was real funny. Uh, Sherman Smith said to us, continuing, Iron Fist, episode 9, to quote Pet Cemetery, sometimes dead is better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Still, just pour one out for Kyle, man. Pour one out for Kyle. <sighs> Vanilla. God. His, his major flaw is that he's so boring. <laughs> just, I can't, can't deal with that. Uh, Yoda Hughes said to us on Twitter at MCUcast, Iron Fist 109. Well, that ice cream incident escalated quickly. <laughs> Madame Gao was alive in the 17th century. Those are not relative to each other, or relevant to each other. They're not, but they were in the same episode. They were in the same episode, though. <laughs> Those are two big things. <laughs> Madame Gao had an ice cream incident in the 17th century <laughs> that escalated really quickly that you don't know about. It, I, I, iron... Uh, Ice cream in the 17th century always has to escalate quickly because it doesn't. Yeah, they, they didn't have refrigeration. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Get, getting on that shit. Yeah, I yeah, think, totally. I think I feel like Harold is a little bit cold to the idea of vanilla oh ice cream. Oh my god! <laughs> no, no. Uh, Sherman Smith on Facebook again. My review on Iron Fist after watching ten episodes of Iron Fist. Fantastic. Period. Great story, great characterization, period. Rule number one, period. Stay true to the spirit of the source material, and you won't go wrong. I can agree with that. I can I can definitely say that it definitely feels like a comic book. It does. It does. I, I, now that we're getting this far into the story, I'm starting to see why Iron Fist is an interesting story. Yeah. Like all the different things pulling at Danny. Uh, but it just took so long to get here. That I wish I'd understood it sooner. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here we go, here we go. Michael, I guess it's Cap, said to us on Facebook, Am I the only one who was looking for Man-Thing in that swamp in Iron Fist? <laughs> no, you are not. You <laughs> Jeff, are not, sir. Jeff was right there with you. <laughs> we, were, we were both wanting somebody to burn at the touch of Man-Thing. <laughs> ah. Anyone who experiences fear right. burns at the touch of Man-Thing. Right, thing. right. Yeah. I, I watched I watched one of those cartoons. Oh yeah, 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 you did. That Doctor Strange, or well, I'm sorry, it was a Hulk one that featured Doctor Strange. Something like that. Yeah, it's Halloween something. Anyway, I think it's our last feedback. Featured before, Nightmare for episode ten. All right, Jeffrey James, man of my own name, uh, said to us on Facebook, <laughs> Iron Fist spoilers. I so much wanted to like this series, but honestly, it's dreadful. It had a few moments in the first few episodes, but now, but now by episode 10, I'm watching it out of a sense of duty rather than interest. To pick one broken element out of many, they bother to establish that Madame Gao is super strong, and then she goes along with Danny and his friends to New York City through customs without taking any action. Then in New York City, some random military guys jump out of the ceiling, and Claire suddenly has claws? WTF! She, she had the claws from... China. It's weird that she got them through customs, but she did have them. Yeah. Uh, well, think about it. Customs. Is, is, are they really going to make the multi-billionaire guy who owns his own jet go through customs? Probably not. He's a multi-billionaire. He can probably just. It. He can probably just you know be like be like, guys, I'm Danny Rand. 
flew into some small airfield or something. Yeah, yeah like he's got his own airport or something. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, you know, we got the jet, we got the airport, it's whatever. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> totally. Just works. But yeah, she had the claws in um, in the fight in uh, China in the previous episode. And I like what she did with them. That was a really cool fight scene. The three of them working together against the two big dudes. Kind of not fair against the big dudes, though. <laughs> like they, what, you, you're outnumbered. Then they have to make up for that outnumbering by outnumbering Danny and Davos later. It just it 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 makes sense. Right. <laughs> uh, he continues. The poison suddenly starts working on Colleen. What two days after they've left China? Corporate jets are slow? Question mark. And what was the point of traveling to China anyway? For that stupid scene where Claire talks Danny down from his PTSD? Yeah, it was a little uneventful. I mean, I guess they had to get Gal, but Gal's been in New York, like, most of the series, so why did they... Why didn't you get her then? Why didn't they, why did they have to go to China to do that? Uh, they acted like they were going there to actually, like, arrest her or get proof of her misdeeds so they could get her arrested, but then they just captured her themselves. That was a little strange. Yeah. So the poison... She was poisoned in China? Yeah, because she got hit uh, with that okay. that little nick on her arm from yeah. the sword fight. I got confused in that scene because it was happening. It happened during the other fight scene where they're like in the dojo, and I thought that she got scratched a different time and got poisoned. Mm. But yeah, that is weird that she just like suddenly comes down with symptoms. Two yeah, days later. well, it's it's weird that these two guys that were pretty much. Like these these two guys that they were fighting got hit with the poison and immediately started to die. Yeah. They you know, they had their their quick death and then she fights it or something and it's a slow burn for her. Maybe because she's part of the hand. Something something Bushido training. Right. Something (laughs) something something The hand hand gives you particular jello flavors that do away with poison. Yeah. <laughs> or their particular brand of poison. I don't know. It's on all four. Yeah, yeah. So, Jeff, what does Jeffrey James continues with? Uh, he says next, then ten minutes of Madame Gal beating plot points to death, then zombie Meacham, who just happens to recover his brain, and then, oops, he's evil, as evidenced by killing a totally unnecessary character who was added into the plot to give him somebody to kill. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> poor Kyle. <sighs> He says, the show is miscast, poorly written, badly paced, and just plain bad. I love Marvel stuff and watched Daredevil, Daredevil 2, and Luke Cage twice each, and Jessica Jones three times. But this turkey belongs in Mystery Science Theater. It's really bad. Man. That's... I hate to hear that, Jeffrey, you've gone that far to that side. Uh, I, it's funny. I think I am, I don't know, I'm trying to enjoy it. I'm really trying to enjoy it. I am enjoying it. I just, I just enjoy it. I'm yeah. glad. Of course, I don't have terribly high standards. I like Battlefield Earth. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like it's like when I go home and, and or I go visit my parents and my dad's watching The Core and I'm like, what? You, what? Why? <laughs> why? He's, just, he's like, I love this movie. I'm no, like, you oh, don't. No, you liar. <laughs> Stop! <laughs> and I'm like tearing it down no! every scene. I'm like, Dad, I did this and I did this for homework in high school. Like, we tore this this movie down. <laughs> because, oh my God, it's the worst. It is the worst movie for physics. Anything like, just ever, ever. Like the day after tomorrow was the next one. It was like number two on we the got, list or something. Run away from the cold. <laughs> no. 
But the core, the Claymore nukes. Oh man, the floating diamonds. Oh, the floating diamonds. <laughs> no, I don't think I've seen the core. Good. You're not Good. missing much. Good. You might have to go rent it right now. You're missing no. zero things. You could probably buy it for like a dollar. Don't rent it. That's the one problem with the uh, with the streaming world. I've gotten just accustomed to like paying the price on the streaming, you know, to stream it or whatever. Yeah. But there's they should do more bargain bins, you know. <laughs> this I bet they could make a lot of money. They're like these movies are fifty cents this month, right? Like th- I bet they could make a lot of money that way. Probably. Like a bunch of their old movies that like no one ever rents and just be like, hey, fifty cents. Don't you want to watch the core? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> you could not pay me 50 cents to watch that movie. It's so bad. I'd be in the Unobtainium. The Unobtainium, man. That's not the core. No, it is. It that's is. Where, that's where it originated. Oh, really? <laughs> that's, yes. Yeah, that's what they called it. He, oh. the, the scientist guy, uh, he, he makes this metal called unobtainium, which absorbs heat and transfers it into electricity. But how do you shape that? How do you shape it? How do you shape that metal? It gets stronger as you heat it up. It gets so... stronger. Normally with metal, you heat and mold, hammer, maybe, you know, press. Right. And it doesn't react to that, so how do you shape it? Yeah. Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do it by advancing the plot along. <laughs> plot. <laughs> In quotes. <laughs> In quotes. Anyway, so that's all of our feedback for Iron Fist episodes 1 through 10. That's right. Thank you guys for all the feedback. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with either S.H.I.E.L.D. or the next Iron Fist episode. We'll figure it out. Uh, so come back, join us. we still got lots more days left of Everyday Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. Woo! Uh, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. <laughs> a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. If you'd like to reach out to us, hit us up at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com on the emails, and call us at 573-CAST-MCU if you'd like to leave a voicemail so that we can play on a future show. Uh, We will be back with you tomorrow. Talk to you all soon. Until next time, true believers. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.